Welcome to Be an Instructional Design Rockstar with Dr. Blair Stamper. This is a teaching and learning podcast. All right, so in today's episode, we're going to talk all about burnout. Now, burnout has become one of those buzzwords in education, like any other buzzword. And I'm not arguing that we're not experiencing burnout because I 100% agree we are all experiencing burnout. And ever since the pandemic, and I would almost argue before the pandemic, we've experienced burnout. Uh, I feel like that's a normal, I hate to say that, but it's such a normal um, piece of working, which don't even, that's like a whole nother soapbox, I guess, that we could go on. But the pandemic caused this exacerbation of feelings of burnout and it made us actually like face them, which I think has been an interesting shift of things, especially as we start shifting. Even though it's been three years, I feel like we're still like trying to figure out the traumas that have happened from the pandemic. And my hope is that we've learned from these feelings of burnout. So obviously during that year, we were experiencing personal burnout, work burnout, professional, all of these different types of burnout. And then it kind of came to a head where we were like, well, no, now we have to come up with like a solution for this or a, a way to tackle this without, you know, feeling like um, I'm just pushing through, right? And so more speak and talk, especially in the education world around and surrounding like humanizing learning and making sure that you put aside time for mental health and mental support um, services and stuff like that. And while that's all fine in D&D, I'm always an advocate for somebody who, or for st- for procedures that make things more proactive than reactive, And what I mean by that is oftentimes when we're feeling burnout, we are already in that state where we've already taken on too much. We're already dealing with too many things, too many noises surrounding us, trying to figure out all these different things happening at the same time. And I think it's important. And then when we think about that, it's like, okay, I'm going through this. I'm already in it. There's not much stuff I can do. I can't like take things off my plate. I can't whatever. And so now we become reactive and we start like going and saying, okay, well, I'm going to get a massage and that's going to make me feel better for the day. Or I'm going to go take uh, take a mental health day and that's going to help me feel better for that day. And we become reactive in these in these um, in these times. And by being proactive and kind of starting to be able to identify the moment that we start feeling burnout or the things that trigger our burnout, it's going to allow us to kind of avoid those burnout sessions and pieces. Now, I say all of this and I am somebody who 100% struggles with burnout and it's partly because um, I have identified that I can't say no to opportunities because I feel like if I don't say yes, it will go away and will never come back again. Then that's my own thing, my own, you know, um, reactions to things. And for me, that's that's something that I am working on and that's something that I'm working through. And so that's kind of what I've started doing is reflecting on what is it that triggers my burnout? When do I feel the most burned out? And how can I avoid those feelings for the future? And rather than creating this reactivity of, you know, I'm going to go for a walk, Um, because I'm feeling burnt out or I'm going to take a day off because I'm feeling burnt out. And then I ended up still working that day because, you know, you're, you're feeling overwhelmed or whatever. And so I'm starting to kind of think about ways to 
tackle burnout before it even happens. Creating that kind of proactive looking at my life, looking at what I'm working on and making sure that that doesn't actually happen to me. And some of the different ways that I'm doing that is I'm really reflecting on what it is that is my passions. And I wrote a blog post about this and I had like so many people message me, um, like just agreeing with me and saying like, yeah, I really like this mindset of kind of coming up with where are my passions and where is it that I want to focus my time and expertise. So as an instructional designer, there is this expectation, I would say, that we're kind of an expert in everything, right? So I think the main overarching thing is we're experts in online pedagogy. But when you look at online pedagogy, like there's so much within that. There's accessibility, there's universal design for learning, there's course design, there's backward design, there's um, relationship building with subject matter experts. There's like so much packed into instructional design that it's hard not to feel like you're stretched so thin within the field. It's like you have to like, know all like know little tidbits of each site each topic in order to really be successful as an instructional designer and to me that leads to burnout because you're trying to become an expert in all in everything in all of these different areas and what that does is now you are becoming rather than really in-depth knowledge of one certain topic you're becoming just kind of a surface level expert of certain areas and I would like to start seeing the instructional design field shift a little bit and allow us on a team to each kind of pick out our passions or picking out our um, areas of expertise that we want to focus on that would allow us to grow in that area while still tackling, you know, all of the things that go in with an instructional designer, but being able to kind of become an expert in certain areas. And so that's what I've really been thinking about the last, you know, few weeks of being able to kind of reflect on where are my passions and where do I want to be an expert in? And some of you might ask, like, well, why wouldn't you pick the area that you're good at? Like, who knows, you know, passion and area you're good at might be the same thing, but why would you go with your passion instead. And for me, passion is what's going to get me through. So if I'm feeling overwhelmed, if I'm starting to feel those feelings of burnout, if I've lost motivation, my passion of reading research is going to push me through because I'm so passionate about certain areas. And for me, that those areas are, you know, student success, student humanizing learning, seeing students as a human being rather than a you know, a student or a number and accessibility. And so those are kind of the areas that I'm really thinking about expanding my expertise um, more than I already have. And it's hard. Like when I reflect on that, I'm like, yes, that's what I want to do. And then in the day to day, in the bigger picture, that's what I want to do. And then in the day to day, it's like you get stuck in this. Well, I need to be able to do everything else, too, still. Um, and so that's kind of what I'm trying to balance right now. And I'm hoping that that helps with my burnout a little bit of being able to kind of say like, yes, I'm knowledgeable about course design and user experience and all of those things. But my knit, my niche or my area of expertise is really universal design for learning, humanizing learning and, you know, creating courses that are accessible for everybody. And I'm really excited for this kind of new journey for myself. Um, I plan on taking a look at opportunities that come my way and say, does this align with 
who I am and who I am as an instructional designer and who I want to be as an instructional designer. And I'm hoping this this helps with burnout because now I can kind of analytically take a look at, and of course, I'm an instructional designer, so I'm going to look at everything analytically, but I can look at it analytically and see if this is a true opportunity to kind of grow that um, and kind of incorporating data into that as well. Um, so I'm super excited for this kind of new journey um, into what instructional design is for me personally. And I hope that this kind of conversation that I'm having is helpful to all of you in terms of figuring out where your burnout starts and how to tackle that ahead of time. And hopefully, um, obviously I can get into like some of the ways that I tackle burnout when it's in the moment. I think it's really, really important to I actually read something the other day. I can't remember if it was like a Facebook thing or if it was on LinkedIn or if it was an article or whatever. And it said that when we really, um, in those times when we're really stressed out and we're feeling overwhelmed, those are the times that we need, you know, self-care the most. And I don't mean self-care of going to get massages, going to get our nails done, you know, doing all of these things. What I mean is going for a walk. So for example, I have tried to start incorporating when I'm feeling overwhelmed, working on the treadmill, which, you know, kind of seems counterintuitive, but my brain is like, wow, I'm getting stuff done and I'm moving my body, which is like, it tricks myself. Um, making sure that you're still getting enough sleep. I'm going to tell you right now, you staying up until two o'clock in the morning to get work done and then still getting up at the same exact time, your productivity is going to go down because you're going to be so tired. You're not going to be able to actually focus on anything that you're trying to work on. Um, same thing with like not eating properly, right? If you're not giving your body the nutrition that it needs and you're not going to have energy to keep moving forward. I have um, tried fasting in the morning and it works for me. But I also know there's a time that like sometimes I'm eating lunch at 10 a.m. Why? Because if I don't eat, my bot, my brain just stops working. It like just shuts down. I can't figure out what I can't figure out what one plus one is during that time. Right. So being able to fuel your body throughout those pieces. And so I think that that is really important to remember that sometimes when we're feeling overwhelmed, when we're feeling burnt out, we want to go like lay in bed and hide. And that's like the time that you don't want to do that. You want to actually start taking care of yourself more during those times. And yes, it feels like in the moment I'm adding more to my plate, but in the long run, it's super, super helpful just to your overall well-being. So hopefully this podcast or this episode has kind of helped you think about burnout in a, a unique, different way and start thinking about ways you can kind of be more proactive in your feelings of burnout and your feelings over overwhelm. And also hopefully this conversation starts something within the instructional design field to say like you don't have to be an expert in every single thing that instructional designers do you can choose it's just like if you were a researcher yes you might be an educational researcher but you're not studying every single thing that's within education right you're going to choose a certain topic within education to really focus hone in on your skills and become an expert in and i hope that hopefully someday soon that shift will also happen in instructional design Thanks for listening. That's a wrap on this episode of Be an Instructional Design Rockstar. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you had some great aha moments and some takeaways that you can actually apply in your day-to-day job as an instructional designer. 
Be sure to share this podcast with your colleagues and on social media. And don't forget to reach out if you would like to share some of your aha moments or even just to connect. See you next time.